Hello, amazing people. Welcome to another episode of Alora Unleashed. In this episode, 25, called The Goal is a Great Average, I want to talk about an idea that came to me today in a spark of inspiration as I was thinking about how much I want to help people really realize that they can, it's inevitable, that with practice, they will achieve this goal of being a phenomenal conscious creator, a phenomenal manifester who has a life that in all areas, right, you know, health and, and abundance and relationships and all those things, it's great. Like they say, yes. Okay. But here's the thing. What does great mean? And that's, this is where it all starts to get individualized, right? I was um, recently attending a group and I was in a really good place. I was feeling really relaxed. My body was even relaxed. And they said, wow, you look so relaxed. And I thought to myself, yes, <laughs> I am. I am relaxed. And then I thought about how I'm older now too. Like I've been working on conscious creation principles for 20 years, right? I mean, that's a lot of time. Now, keep in mind, depending on how you're how you grew up, you know, how much, you know, are, are you in a hole that you have to dig yourself out of first, right? or are you already on, you know, sort of level ground with yourself? Like basically what, what stuff needs to get healed for you so that you can get to the baseline of, you know, all is well. And this is, earth is a great place to manifest like that bottom chakra stuff. And it's great to want things, right? <laughs> if you're, if right, so, so so some of us have a harder time, you know, or have have more that we are digging through to get to that point. But here's the point. The point is this: I do have a life that I am proud of in the way that I can say I made this. Like. I look around and I say, these are my choices. Like these are my conscious choices. Not this is just what I, the leftovers that I had to pick from after I <laughs> was like sort of stuck, right? I wanted to live where I'm living. I wanted to live in the house where I'm living. I wanted to marry the man that I'm married to. Like I wanted, right? I wanted these things that I have and I have the things that I wanted, even like the car, the minivan that I'm driving. I wanted that. But here's the thing. It, it didn't just happen, right? I mean, it, as soon as I got into alignment, it happened, but the process of me getting into alignment, right, took the time that it took, right? But here's the thing. My life isn't, none of our lives, nobody's life is all happy all the time. I, I can hear it. I'll, I'll be listening to, there was, um, Wayne Dyer was, was giving a talk and I was watching him speak and he tells these funny stories about how he's standing in his house and he's, I don't know, having a temper tantrum or something like, you know, life, right? Life, whatever's going on. And one of his kids says, and you're like this really famous, they're poking fun at him in a funny way. Like you're this really famous speaker about spiritual development and personal development. And then he laughs. He's like, ha ha ha. Right. Because they're seeing him in his real moments. Now, the thing is, is that when somebody's on stage or somebody's on Instagram or somebody's teaching a class, even when they say that, even when they say I was in a really bad space, right. And I came out of it because they're talking about it 
from the energy of solution. They're talking about it from already having gotten through the hard times. They've already processed it. They've already healed from it. They've already become more because of it, right? They, the energy that they have is this energy of integration or calm or peace or upliftment or enlightenment or all of those types of things. And even though the words are saying, I, was, I had a, a rough month or a rough year or a rough 10 years, whatever it is they're saying, what we're feeling from them or getting from them or seeing from them, even in their presentation, is not that. And so we can brush it off. I know I did it for a long time. I would listen to these folks talking about personal growth and they were telling me I'm not perfect, but I didn't hear it because I was seeing them in their perfect presentation, right? And then judging myself for having a really rough day or month or longer, those types of things. So it all goes to this. This is the point of this episode is to say, they're like, oh, Laura, you look really relaxed. And I thought to myself, yeah, I have a really good batting average now, right? In manifestation, I've got a really good batting average. But when you think about it, like even the best baseball players, they don't str- hit a home run every time. the bo- They don't even hit the ball every time it comes their way. They're, they don't get all the bases every time they have a chance to run. It's inevitable that they don't, right? Everybody expects that. But they say on average, they've got a really great batting average. Like look at the, the like sports is an easy analogy, right? Because, you know, the there's points, right? You can say, does the basketball go in, <laughs> go in the hoop, right? But, right? So you can look at the greatest basketball players. Even they didn't make every shot that they threw, right? And yet they had a great, I don't know what you call it, basketball average, <laughs> right? They had a great, they have a great average and that's what makes them great players. But if you look throughout their career, they will, they will have had what they would say, oh, that was a terrible game or my head wasn't in the game or that was a terrible loss. But they have what more moments of what looks like magic happening. Although it is true that they say that, that the great um, sports folks do a lot of, they may not call it law of attraction or manifestation, but they do a lot of visualization. They practice in their mind. They practice the shots in their mind. They practice the basketball going in the hoop or the volleyball going where it's supposed to go. They practice the golf swing. They practice it in their mind, right? And, you know, uh, artists and, and other folks performers do the same thing as well, right? They practice it in their mind. So here's the thing. When you think about becoming amazing at healing, meditating, energy work, if you're you're doing that stuff, thinking about uh, having easy holidays, right? Thinking about having great conversations, whether it's at work or home or wherever it is. If you think about manifesting things that you like easily. If you think about, right, whatever it is that you're wanting, 
Do you think about it in terms of, I got this, so I have to get the next one in the exact same way that I got this one, or uh, this one was easy to manifest and the next one wasn't as easy to manifest, so therefore there's something wrong with me, or I'm not working the process as well as I could. I mean, yes, it's nice when it gets easier, and it's nice when we feel happier, and it's nice, right? It's so nice when we love ourselves more and we have more optimism on, on all of those things, but that's the batting average. We are increasing our batting average and we still have days or moments or or periods of time some cycles where we're in the dugout or uh insert sports analogy here (laughs) right so when you think about the goal so when i um had had a business called really good life for a while i was like i really like this idea of a really good life because to me yes i want it to be amazing but i want to appreciate all of it i want to get to a place where where everything is appreciated even the times that were difficult were appreciated when i was learning about soul retrieval when i was um becoming a shamanic practitioner they talk about reclaiming parts of you right, that have split off because of trauma. And in a good way, like it went off so that you could process, but then it's time to bring it back. It doesn't bring back, bringing back soul pieces doesn't bring back the trauma that was gone through. It brings back wisdom. It brings back insight. It brings back wholeness to your now, right, that may have gotten broken apart during during those those incidences or an incident could simply be like realizing something like, oh, I had this idea about the world and that idea is not what I thought it was. So it doesn't have to be like an incident, right? In that way. So, but when, when you get this piece back, this soul piece back, there's this sense of wholeness. And then you can, we're, we're only as healed as our stories, Right. Our stories reveal our healing. When somebody says, well, what was your childhood like? If you immediately launch into some very difficult stories, right? Well, it was like this. It was like that. Well, that's as, right? it's maybe an indication that that's as far as you've gotten in your healing. Because when those pieces are brought back to you or when that wholeness has happened or when you have reached a place where you have found your strength and the ways in which those situations um, what, what do I know now because of that? What have I become? Right? Not to excuse what happened, right? But to say, I can still have wholeness now. Right? When that when that happens, right? And somebody says, Well, what was your childhood like? You might not go to those stories. Those might not be the first things that that pop out of your mouth about it, because you have not erased what happened but you've reframed your relationship with the story of your childhood or the story of college, if you went to college, or the story of your first job, if, if you did that, or your story of being a stay-at-home parent, or your story of like whatever it is, whatever the story is. So what I really, really like is I like to take positive thought and law of attraction, which is amazing. It has taught me incredible mental acuity and strength and focus and clarity. And I like to blend it with the shamanic wisdom that I got and the healing wisdom 
that that I have gotten and the personal growth stuff that I study, which says, and so does law of attraction, but sometimes it's forgotten, that all aspects, all feelings are valid. And all experiences are a part of the, the tapestry of our lives. And so the days when we just don't really have a positive thought, right? Well, what, what would be the, the law of attraction answer to that is, well, don't blog about it. Right? If you're having a really rotten day, try to talk less, right? <laughs> just try not to make big decisions, right? Recognize that you're not feeling in a great place and try not to make a lot of waves. I always think about is if if you've got like, you know, dirt on your hands, anything you touch is going to get dirty. So I think when I'm in a really bad mood, I think don't think about any topic <laughs> that I would like to not get muddied up, literally muddied up with my bad mood. Because if I'm thinking that, you know, I'm like whatever, cleaning out the living room is going well, and even though there's a long way to go and there's all these toys in there or things that I have to deal with, I'm, I'm happy with my progress. If I'm in a bad mood, same room, same progress, same me. But if I'm in a bad mood and I look at that room, I'm going to be like, ah, oh, right? I'm going to take that bad mood and I'm going to color that experience or that progress with that mood. And so I just think just don't. Just try not to think about too many topics or people when you're in this mood. <laughs> That's law of attraction when you're, when you're in a bad mood. But when you think about, like, in, in, and in folks, sometimes when they're, I work with a lot of spiritual practitioners and they're saying like, well, you know, every once in a while you'll have a, a, a session with a client and it's amazing. Like I, I've had somebody who said to me that was literally the, the best hour. That conversation was the best hour of my life so far. It was life-changing. Well, what happened was, was that I showed up at a time when they were showing up for themselves at a time where I had some information that they were looking for. It was, it was a complete divine inspired thing, right? But they are the creator in their experience. They created this amazing experience that I happened to get to be a part of right? In their story. Just as my desire to be helpful to clients, right? They got to be a helpful component in my story about really helping people, right? Those types of things. But then, but then you'll hear all well-meaning folks of all types, whether they're, you know, um, phenomenal hairdressers or phenomenal, um, intuitive session givers or phenomenal piano teachers, whatever it is, say that wasn't a good, <laughs> it didn't feel like a good session, right? Now, was it or was it not? Because sometimes the session that somebody doesn't like, the other person got amazing results from. And that's another story all, all together in itself. But, but think about this, right? Are you expecting perfection? Like every time you make the same right meal it has to be exactly the same are you allowing for any fluidity in your life or flow or change are you allowing a pers this perspective that you're living to be vibrant are you allowing yourself to change well yeah yeah you are changing <laughs> right are you allowing yourself to process and are you realizing that 
as they say, one of the greatest gifts that you can give in relationships is the ability to say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, please forgive me, right? That's that powerful Hawaiian healing technique, Ho'oponopono, I'm sorry, I love you, please forgive me, thank you, right? One of the most healing techniques, wow. But, but here's the thing, to be able to say I'm sorry, right, means, right, that we, we're fallible, we, we make mistakes, we're not always connected, we're not always in a great place, even the ones that are, you know, making all the, this money and fame with these books, and things like that, even the ones that sit on the mountaintops, right, and meditate all the time. They say, why are you meditating a lot? They say, well, I'm working on my stuff. Oh, well, how could you have any stuff to work on? You're, you've are you been meditating for 20 years. They're like, well, because I am a person. <laughs> they like, I also, right? I have, I have life happening to me too, right? I am in life, right? Isn't that why we're here? To live life? In this the discussion that I'm having with you, I want, I want to invite you to really consider what kind of success metrics you're putting on yourself, right? If you're a perfectionist, like what's going on with that? If you're not a perfectionist, but you are a pleaser, a people pleaser, and, or you worry about stuff, or you might have anxiety about doing it wrong, those types of things. If you are concerned about doing it correctly, right? You're a procedural person and you want to make sure you're, you're dotting the I's and crossing the T's correctly. Based on however you like to move through life, you, you have a high, high integrity and you want to make sure that you're not ever doing anything with energy or intent or manifestation that would ever be out of alignment with the planet and, and people and animals and nature, the whole bit. So wherever you're at, right? And whatever beautiful mixture you are of all the things that make you, you ask yourself, what kind of expectations are you putting on yourself for being a conscious creator or being intuitive or being what you call a successful person, being whatever word you use, mature, <laughs> right? balanced, right? Whole, right? You are whole. You are, can't not be whole, but the feeling whole, right? Expressing wholeness, expressing love, being love. What are those expectations that you're giving you, giving yourself? And how would it feel if you rethought about that and said, well, I want to have a really great batting average. 